Welcome to the Talon Brothers Podcast Experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Talon Brothers Podcast. My name is Nathan Talon, and with me today... Take it away, Nick. Hello, everyone. <laughs> oh, God. My name is Nicholas Robert Talon, and I'm happy to be talking on this podcast today. Hopefully, uh, you guys have a good time, because I won't. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Tyler here, coming at you again. That's my intro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're in another, um, towards the end of this quarantine until a uh, second wave hits. So any mic issues or whatever, uh, blame me or uh, just uh, Donnie. We can just blame Donnie as well. Um, another disclaimer is Nick's mic is uh, trash today. And I'm at my girlfriend's house. So if you hear any honking or sirens, which I'm sure is bound to happen. I apologize. But we got some spice to talk about. And we all know the big story, but we'll uh, we'll save that towards the end of the news segment. Oh. All right, guys. Okay. Um, so real quick, um, Florence Pugh, Shia LaBeouf, Chris Pine, um, going to be in Olivia Wilde's next project, which is like about some, what is it, some retreat or something that starts to go awry. And it seems more of like a thriller than a comedy, so. I'm in. Could be, yeah. Sounds like it's going to be fire to me, honestly. Yeah, I thought she I mean, did a really good job directing. She clearly has like a strong sense of vision, so I'm in. Let's go. Make a horror movie. Why does everything have to be a horror movie? I'm pissed. What the? It's like, what? I don't know if it's a horror movie. Could be a th- just a normal thriller. Could be, but who says that, you know? Well, you know, thriller and horror are pretty similar. True. So is comedy and horror. Yeah. There we go. In a sense, yeah. Um, but yeah, seeing Florence Pugh and Shia LaBeouf has me extremely excited, especially after. Honestly, Shia had a pretty great year last year. He did. And I'm just excited to see what he does next. I want to see him write like again, but we'll see if that ever happens. Well, he is. He did write, and he's going to direct. Kevin Abstract's biopic, right? No? Really? Wait, did you not know about this? I, I heard that he was just, like, possibly writing something about him. Oh, or, okay. yeah, maybe it's... Produ- or, like, he's just involved with a potential film about, like, Brockhampton and Kevin. I thought he was writing it. I guess I may be made up the directing thing in my head, but... I mean, maybe, like, yeah, I think he could write that. I think it... Just based on his life, and I feel like he understands and if he's good friends with them too i think that will be a lot of insight into uh kind of formulating a story around his trials and tribulations as most biopics are definitely it's kind of it's kind of interesting though would this be a would that be a bio like the youngest person to get a biopic probably some idea some who would argue is diving in their prime yet potentially i don't know Mm-hmm. I mean, Fruitvale Station, is that technically a biopic, or how would you... I've yet to see that movie. I know what it's about, though. I've yet to yeah, see that movie, too. And it's based on a real man, and I think they gave him the same name and everything, so... I don't know. Very interesting. But uh, we'll see if these movies ever come out. 
No, I don't yeah, think who knows will. if anything's coming out anymore. I know. Everything seems to just be... Like, honestly, you see, like, a lot of other movies being, like, dropped on streaming services, like Jon Stewart's movie and stuff like that. And people are like, I wonder if they're just using, like, this whole COVID thing as an excuse to, like, dump movies that they <laughs> didn't, like, have faith in the beginning. Yeah, because nothing good's really coming out right now. The only movie that's ever going to release again is Tenet, and we know that for a fact. And it's going to premiere in Fortnite. Fortnite Burger. How stupid was that? <laughs> Did I did either of you guys watch it on Fortnite? No, dude. I haven't looked no. at Fortnite in a couple probably a year now, maybe two. Not two, Not Nick. Two. You're freaking you literally your grasp of time is some of the worst. <laughs> yeah, because it's a human construct. I don't need to know time. So guess what we are, Nick? We're human. I'm not a human. <laughs> yeah, you're right, we know. Honestly. Yeah, we know. <laughs> Speak for yourselves, fucking Uh speaking of stuff coming out though. Very interesting move. Hamilton. Yeah. Like the original cast recording was supposed to release next year in theaters. In theaters, yeah. But now it's coming to Disney Plus in July. That's what the rumor is, Nate. Is, yeah. I wouldn't even say it's a rumor. Yeah, Nate, that's what they said. Because they said this is what's happening. <laughs> so if that's a rumor, I don't know what a rumor is anymore. What's the Spike Lee mo- movie coming out? Which the five blood. That's gonna be. I'm like, excited to see it. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna watch. Especially that. after watching Do the Right Thing, finally. Which we'll get to for sure. So stop talking when Nate's talking, Tyler. Uh, but I have the the five bloods trailer on uh, here. Do you guys want to touch on it? Let's do it, Nate. Tyler, I was kidding. By the way, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. If I did. Yeah, I'm just gonna take the rest of the podcast off. We'll see okay. You okay. See you. <laughs> Uh, but I thought the trailer was good. It seems very interesting, like an interesting premise for very. like a war movie where it's like there'll be flashbacks of the actual war, but mainly most of it is like them kind of revisiting this land that was just kind of a bloodbath for them. So I think that yeah. that could allow itself to be like to tackle some stuff. For sure. No, I'm super excited for it. Uh, I've gained a new appreciation for Spike Lee over the past couple of years, and um, I think it looks really good. Uh, big Jonathan Majors fan after Last Black Man, so I'm excited mm-hmm. to see him in this. And uh, I'll be watching that opening day on Netflix. When does it release? June 12th. June 12th. Mm. Uh, so I decided not to watch the trailer um, because I recently watched Do the Right Thing, and I didn't know anything about it, and I loved it. So I think I'd rather not know anything about this movie before I see it. Just to have some fun. Respect. I mean, yeah, especially since it's coming so soon. It's not yeah. like when we get trailers for movies that are a year out. Which is, I kind of like that about Netflix. But, you know, nowadays it's kind of, it's like Netflix can be kind of hit or miss with yeah. their originals. But, um I agree. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see. I love that they just here's a trailer and it's out next month. Do you guys think it's going to be bad? Do you do you have any inkling that it might not be good? I don't think so. I think it'll at least be like, oh yeah, that was good. I agree. Maybe nothing more than that. But well, I saw on Reddit people were just saying maybe it releasing this early, no matter what, even if it is amazing, will hurt its Oscar chances regardless because of the postpone, like the imminent postponement. Of the Oscars. Well, I mean, yeah. 
I mean, there's this whole next wave of the Academy Awards is kind of f. So yeah. I don't know if it's like it's kind of like one of those things where you see, like, no matter what, down in the history books, let's say NBA resumes, right, and then LeBron wins a title that's going to be a thing forever where it's just going to be an asterisk. Like, everyone's going to be like, yeah, but that season doesn't count. I don't know about that (laughs) as far as sports go. Because I think the NBA, they're so close to the postseason, it's not like it... it, You look back and you you say, oh, well, that was the shortened NBA lockout season, but we don't talk about people not winning the NBA title from that. But it's a little bit different when it's someone that is a controversial figure for whatever reason in the basketball world i'm gonna hard disagree on that one and then with as far as other sports too they haven't started so I think yeah how what are you gonna do if uh baseball just never happens again it will because the owners and the players both know this needs to happen or else the folding of the league is in. yeah they like money too much kidding. too like they're gonna be losing five billion regardless like you may as well make sure your fans still like you you know but I, mean? uh, I think what I was getting at is that I think no matter what, this this Oscars... But why? Like, the product's already made. It's just a matter of when they come out. But the thing is, is that, like, campaigning is going to be weird. Because, to be honest, that's all it really is, is freaking campaigning. But they're talking about delaying the Oscars, and it's like, how far of a delay are we talking? Because... I think I mean, that, and then and then would that change the cutoff? Are they gonna? Is that why they're delaying it to change the cutoff for release? I feel like you're gonna feel this, you know, after aftershock uh, kind of shake up the industry for like at least the next two years. Meaning, all the Oscar releases for next year are definitely gonna just be later in the year, maybe even early, like maybe even that January the following. I don't know. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like, is the is it like? Are they going to cut it off, like, January 31st? Like, if you release... Because I don't know. Like, it's like we're losing more than just one month or so for for movies and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah. how, like, are we going to delay the Oscars to the summer? Yeah, maybe, and then like, we'll, May, spring. And then maybe when, in the future, the Oscars will just be in the I don't know. And this whole thing is crazy, especially for... You know the industry that we. Well, talk movies about, are still going to uh, like release on a normal schedule next year. They should just keep the Oscars on the same date and just have, because like all the movies that didn't get to play yeah. are still going to release at some point this year or next year, so they'll just be contenders next year. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah we'll have uh, Scoob win Best Picture. The biggest thing is a bird the of prey will beat us. Tyler's right, though. All the movies are going to release regardless, probably later this year. It's a matter of how much money they make, considering they're all going to be so close together. Yeah. Who cares, though? It'll be, it's it's going to be such time. a fun time for us. Well, yeah, that's if AMC's back and we have a theater in town. Damn. Amazon will buy it out. Yeah, and then they'll play only Amazon Studios movies in their, in their theater. No, I, have good, I, have, I, mean, I would have good faith that they would still play everything. Because Jeff Bezos is smart enough to make deals with all the other production companies and to play their movies in the theater. You're right. He'd probably just end up buying every other major studio as well. And he's going to be a trillionaire, so. So he's good. Yeah, you're right. So bring out the guillotines, you know? Okay. Um, speaking of all this stuff, though, like, we got a new Tenet trailer. Oh, um, I watched that and, one. And uh, I guess it's still releasing in July. Well, it, so it's coming to theaters. 
Yeah, they made a huge deal, all caps, coming to theaters. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think they're still shooting for July, but they made it known that this is not going to be a bad experience. And I don't think Christopher, I think Christopher Nolan would rather die than ever do that. Well, that's why the the whole Fortnite thing was interesting to me. He did it. He didn't have any say in that. I mean, yeah, that's but just... it's like, do you, how do you think he's been? I don't think so. <laughs> I think that's cool because well, think that's... about all the younger kids who probably wouldn't care about Tenet that might go see it now because it played in Fortnite. Like that's Tenet is not yeah, going to get that kind of audience without like doing something like that. That was kind of crazy. And I mean, and I mean, it's like as soon, like literally as soon as it started in Fortnite, it was online. Like, well, that's the thing. It's like, it's, you may hate Fortnite. You may hate the community that plays it, but it's smart marketing. Cause I, I don't know the number they probably paid to play it on there, but just imagine the amount of eyes that you get on it. It's a Fortnite event. Everyone was like, Oh, let's go to freaking What is it now? I don't even know the fishy or where was the movie theater at? What are you talking about? Help me out. In Fortnite, Risky Reels. The, the big theater screen. Risky Reels, dude. I don't know if that's where it was, but you just get so many eyes on it regardless. It's just a smart marketing move all around. Well, did you hear Did you hear that a Christopher Nolan movie during the summer will play in its entirety in Fortnite? No, are you going to have a... They're not going to do that. Yes, they what? are. <laughs> no, they're not. I'm not kidding, guys. What? Like I'll send you, I'll send you the link. I don't believe you. That's really that can't happening. be true. Why would okay, people watch me... a full movie when they could just go rent it, watch the consume the whole screen? Well, because you uh, can build yeah, while you watch it's... it, Nick. It's next level. Oh you, yeah. You can vibe with your COVID friends. I miss, I miss my COVID friends. Fortnite is streaming or is screening an entire Christopher Nolan movie for free. What one? Uh, Memento, uh, Batman. See. It's got to be like the Dark Knight Rises. Or yeah. something. Well, like yeah, like the Dark Knight is a possible choice. Oh, that would be Memento. That'd be smart, actually. The Dark Knight. Well, then again, but it's actually happening. That's rough. <laughs> you know what? Maybe movie theaters deserve to die. Let's just play our movies <laughs> through video games. Let you know, it's like, no, not even just video games. Like, if you want to watch a movie, you have to boot up Fortnite. <laughs> That's only if Jeff Bezos buys Fortnite. Well, Epic's pretty huge, so I don't know if he could, like, that'd be a pretty big deal. You don't think he has it? No, he has it, but, like, I mean, it's a lot of money. What's weird is they're start Amazon's starting to get into the game world, and they just had their first game release last week, and, uh, um, yeah, was it biological? Good. No, unfortunately not. Uh, there is someone making a fan-made Bionicle open-world game, <laughs> um, and I saw the trailer for it, and it actually looks pretty good. Like I, I'm impressed. But the problem is that for sure a cease and desist letter is going to come. <laughs> why would they? If they knew that's imminent, why would they? Because, like, if you look at this, it's made by one guy. If you watch the video, it's like, oh yeah, he can get a job literally at developing it. Oh yeah. yeah. If he can do this by himself. It's a freaking resume thing. Portfolio piece. He's just making a Bionicle game. But how do we how do we feel about Tenet? I'm super excited. Uh, Christopher Nolan fanboy. Uh, looks amazing. Robert Pattinson looks like Bruce Wayne already in other movies he's starting to play. Let's how go. about that Hoyt cinematography, Nick? Beautiful. Beautiful. It's just got that look where it's got that sheen. And I want to touch it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the trailer looks amazing. I can't wait to see that movie. It's going to be 
I think it could release like as soon as theaters open back up again. What's, what if that's just like the first movie that plays as soon as all the theaters open up nationwide? <laughs> well, it'd be well, awesome. Well, yeah, if theaters are already starting to open up. Are they? In, Where? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if like obviously company guidelines can dictate that too. Like an AMC, they may not be open anywhere, but I've seen that some theaters, maybe independently owned ones, are open in um, some states that are releasing their guidelines for social distancing and all that stuff. What's with that siren, Nate? Yeah, sirens are on my end. Let's just pretend like we can't hear them. The cops aren't coming. The cops aren't coming for anyone. That'd be funny if Nate got arrested right now. Like, I swatted yeah, Nate. Wouldn't, wouldn't it just be hilarious? Like, hey, Nick, let's swat him. Let's, <laughs> let's swat, swat him. Get shot and dies on camera. The freaking, um, the most interesting thing for me from the trailer is, like, kind of what we're getting with the time element. And, of course, he could, you know, he's pulling the fast one on us in the trailer. But the fact, the fact nice. that it's not time, <laughs> the fact that it's not time travel. Is very interesting. Oh, no, it's very weird. And it, it hurts my brain a little bit. Who's doing the score for this one? Ludwig Goransson. Is he really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this could be a very interesting piece. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> which level of cinema or um, which level of movie is this going to get to on your scale, Nick? Well, it's to be determined. Christopher Nolan's, I think, hit all all possibilities on that scale. So. Really? Uh, we'll have to make that determination after we see it, yeah. Okay. His uh, his movie is probably The Dark Knight Rises, and uh, his film has got to be like Memento or, uh, you know, uh, Prestige. <laughs> and Prestige. <laughs> Which right, one's cinema? Well, but Memento's definitely a film. Following is definitely a film, dude. <laughs> the, uh, like, um... I'm a big fan of Inception, so to see Christopher That's Nolan Part picture. Two with uh, with just people in suits doing crazy stuff, I'm all for. I think I'm it's going to be amazing, it. man. And it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, do we? Is there, was the runtime ever? I heard three released? hours. <laughs> I heard three hours, fifteen minutes. Yeah. I was about to... Yeah. No way. <laughs> no. It's almost gone, dude. Dude, how long is the freaking Irishman? That's three and a half. No, that's three forty, dude. Is it? Yeah, really? I think so. Yeah, I I like that movie, but <laughs> after that movie, I'll never watch that one again. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I probably will. I will never probably. Um, God, dude, with these freaking three hour ones. I mean, of course, I'm excited. <laughs> it's a long movie. <laughs> it's literally. I gotta freaking plan my day around. Get your attention span up, baby girl. Don't call me baby girl. I'll do what I want. Your hey, SWAT team's on the way. <laughs> yeah, I hope they just freaking think my phone's a gun and pull that. You know what happened know? to that one guy? Who? There's like a streamer that got SWAT and killed. Oh god, I didn't even hear about that. Yeah, only educated folk do. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're a freaking idiot. Is what nice. Hey, let me take a sip of my coffee really fast. Hopefully, you guys. Hey don't Nick, mind. why'd you leave your coffee cup in my car? Hey, can you do me a quick favor and um, can you bring that over here really fast? <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, um, Tenet looks amazing. Good cast, good director, good cinematographer. Um, let's have some fun, you know. Let's this beat is sick, 
and I'll probably just take a ride on the tenant stick, baby. Let's go. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, this one, this one, I'm going to toss over to Tyler, and this is kind of some big news, but uh, Snyder cut. Yeah, man, it's I'm happening. <laughs> Why are you pissed? It's just so annoying, man. Let's move on. I think it's awesome. And, yeah, of course, that's incredible. How? I can't believe it's actually. Uh, it's kind of crazy. The thing is, it's so smart by HBO Max. They have like a guaranteed twenty five hundred plus people that are just gonna get the membership to watch the movie. I mean, more than twenty five hundred. Yeah, they're hoping like you know two hundred fifty thou, maybe two mil. Whenever I see on Twitter a Zack Snyder tweet, fan tweet, it's max twenty five hundred likes. <laughs> I think it's really cool that the movie's coming out. Obviously, I'm a big fan of Batman v Superman and Man of Steel. So um, I think it'll be cool to see his version of the movie, considering that the one that we got is definitely garbage. I think everybody can agree it's just a big pile of shit. It shouldn't have come out. Joss Whedon sucks. The studio sucks. Let's see some Zack Snyder action, baby. Come on. Hey, you should tweet that out. You'd probably get about around 2,500 likes. <laughs> the, the thing that I think no, is annoying about it is like, now, as soon as it gets announced on Twitter, now all I'm seeing is release the David Ayer cut, and it's like everyone just calm down. It's not yeah. going to happen again. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. That's well. That's the thing is that it, this is set in a very interesting precedent, but also it's unprecedented that they're freaking putting twenty to thirty million dollars back into this movie. <laughs> the thing that's weird is that yeah, Zack Snyder filmed a lot of the movie, but he didn't film it all. So, what are we going to do there? And there's no way that uh, twenty to thirty million—that's that's the rest of the budget for the entire thing. He's able to shoot these extra yeah. scenes. I know, I know that cast members are coming back for ADR and VO and stuff like that. But I mean, we're talking building sets again. Well, uh, plus you got to do visual effects and finish the visual effects for shots that just weren't even used heard... in the original. It's just going to be. I can see. I can see. Like. Like, even when this comes out, I think people need to tamper their expectations a little bit because I don't think it's going to be. Well, I have two questions. It will be completed, but it won't be. Yeah, completed. I think the story will be completed. Like, like he be wants the... to finish his story since there won't be any more sequels. Because I think I did see that, every, like he said, it's going to complete the story or something. So I think he's going to yeah. try and jam some more into it. Could be even like just some drawings and talking or. or some CGI stuff and voiceover to complete it. I, I think you're right. There won't be any more live action filming. Well, I have two questions. Well, yeah, but um, I need to ask you. So what percentage better of a movie do you think this will be? 275. You're like, okay, but for real, like I think it'll be better. And I'm gonna watch it. Dude, I will be watching Nick, it. Nick, I've never been more disappointed in my life. Justice League was one of the my most hated movies ever. I think every part of it's an absolute disaster. So there you go. And I think it, it, it's really okay. telling that the movie literally opens with this found footage scene of Henry Cavill with a fake must, the fake upper lip. Like that's how the movie oh, opened, oh right? So I knew immediately. Well, this Zack Snyder had nothing to do with this exact scene right here, and this is how they're opening and the story they're gonna tell. So that tells me it's complete. It's already completely different, and it sucks. Yeah. Well, I'm just curious to see for the people that fought so hard for this to be released. Like a lot I wasn't of one of them, by the way. Fake. No, no, I know. I I wonder 
if no matter what this movie is, if they're going to think it's a masterpiece. Yeah, of course there will be people like that. That that's my only thing. It's like, sure, I'm, I'll give it its due respect if it's good, but it is setting a weird precedent where it's like, if people demand enough, which I guess consumer. But they did. But like you see, you see, of course, you see like the minority of people that are like just jerks and mean about and like are attacking WB execs and stuff like that and harassing them. But then, like, the actual release, the Snyder Cut movement, like, they raised a lot of money for, like, a suicide prevention. Yeah, and stuff like this. So it's, like, you got both sides of the coin on this one. It's just interesting to me because I feel like... What if they've been working on it in secret? Like, this isn't going to be... I don't don't know. Because, like, the biggest thing is that they're putting money back into it. So it's clearly not done. Like, there isn't just, here's the Snyder Cut, like people thought. Like, people thought, like, here it is. It was all edited, everything, all the visual effects are done, let's release it. It's like, no, they gotta go back in and, like, look at freaking Cyborg. Any scene with Cyborg that he shot, they're gonna have to go in and, like, do the visual effects for Cyborg. So instead of hashtag release the Snyder Cut, it's hashtag make the Snyder Cut. Pretty much. I mean, yeah. But that's fun. It's just gonna be... that's 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 what I'm, like, kind of, like, okay, guys, we need to, like, temper our expectations a little bit. And it's also interesting that they might release it as, like, six parts. It's like a, like a TV, like a limited series type thing. I yeah, hope that's, that's not true. I heard the four-hour I mean, version might be something. Yeah, well, yeah. It's like they're, they haven't even made up their mind yet, but it's like it's either going to be four hours or six. Episodes. I hope they release in black and white. No. Yeah, what's with that? It literally does nothing, rumor? but I think that could be really Well, it could cool. be a mask, special effects, and CG could or help. something. Yeah, it could hide visual, terrible visual effects. No, I think it's uh, I think it's it's a very creative thing. Let's do it. Who's with me? The thing is, is that it, honestly, at the end of the day, HBO Max, great play by them to freaking do this. Uh, I mean, it's a huge story. It's a huge thing. Um, like I said, kind of unprecedented. So yeah, like you know, in a time with social media, like before social media, this would have never happened. Honestly, yeah, you're right. And social media is only 15 years old, so this is like the first, at least we've seen probably of this happening. And I'm actually kind of, I'm very happy for Zack Snyder because his fans feel that strongly about his artistic vision, and he wants to complete it. So the people are giving him the time and money to do it. So I'm happy for him, especially. Yeah, it's just interesting. It's interesting because like, like I w- we were talking in like the movie chat about it too, and it's like. Look, Zack Snyder doesn't vibe with me kind of at all, but he definitely has his own look, his own style, and like that. Like, uh, it, yeah, doesn't vibe with me at all. He is a true auteur, and I mean, if you want to get into it, Tyler, better be Superman and Man of Steel, not movies, but Boo, let's <laughs> box about it. Wait, wait, you actually <laughs> cut out? I said. Batman v Superman and Man of Steel. I haven't seen good. Man of Steel. I think I'd vibe with that one. Man of Steel's fine. Batman v Superman is not good. My personal favorite of his is Sucker Punch. Yeah, I still never saw it. Skip that one. Why would you skip it? I just haven't seen it. Yeah, I bet liar. It's like me with uh, exactly. Tomorrowland, you know. So you gotta block him out. There's nothing wrong with that. Avoid that one. What's Guardians of the Who? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> you just get. 
Wait, hold on. Honestly, that's one of the people say one of the most beautifully animated movies. Well, ever. he's got an eye for visual style. Little Zack Attack. <laughs> now, now, when do we get his freaking zombie? Twenty twenty seven. Delayed. Delayed. <laughs> he's probably done with that, if I had to imagine. Well, it's coming to Netflix, right? Yeah, it's coming to Netflix. You think it's done? I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm going to guess like an August release okay. date. What if everybody, hey, I, I have I'm an idea. Asking. What if all the crew likes Zack Snyder so much they come back to shoot scenes just because they like him? That'd be cool. Well, no, like, I think it's cool that I like even, and I mean, dude, it's like an actor's life is can be freaking crazy. And I think it's cool that they're even like, they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll come back in and record new lines oh. and stuff like that. Like, I think that's, I, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's unprecedented. that. But, like, God, imagine these poor VFX people that are going to be. <laughs> All right, time to run well, back. Hopefully they get paid and, like, They don't. That's, that's the Yeah, that 20 mil's, like, all going back to the cast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, like, they're rescoring the movie, what? too. I heard that, yeah. Yeah, well, like, Junkie XL was supposed to be the original composer. What happened? When did he back out? Uh, well, when Joss Whedon took over, it was announced that Danny Elfman's going to do the score instead. I don't even remember the movie. I'm not kidding. Like, <laughs> I, I remember, like, the orangish tint of the final scene, but I don't... I remember the scene where Flash is running around Superman, but other than that, I don't remember a single line or piece of plot from the movie. Yeah, I, I literally blocked out the whole movie from the brain. I know a line. He says, I'm rich. And then he oh, drives yeah. off in the lane. Um, so you know what? Maybe I am more excited because this will just be a new movie for to me because I can't remember the the original. I'll do a, I'll do a rewatch oh. of the the Zack Snyder oh. trilogy and maybe a little bit more. <laughs> All right, sorry. That was, that was inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it's true as well. Damn. <laughs> no, but in all honesty, Tyler, why would you do that? Um, just because I, I just like to show disrespect to people that hate on my boy. I'm not disrespecting him. What are you talking about? I called <laughs> Nick called him a freaking auteur. The man's a, he's an auteur. <laughs> what? Where would you put? Where would you put Batman v Superman on your ranking? On like your movie? Bob. For me, it's a movie. <laughs> to be honest, a lot of just superhero movies kind of fall in that range for me. Like, like I'd say, eighty percent, ninety percent of the Marvel movies are movies to me too. Movie, movie, you know. Yeah, no, I feel you for sure. But don't even get me started with Captain Marvel. That's a film, man. <laughs> I just said that just for. I just said that so Tyler and our one of our listeners, Roman, would get upset about that one. Um. So. That's kind of all I have down for news. Is there anything else you guys wanted to bring to the table? Well, it's up to you, Nate. I literally just said, said do it. So. Um, I can't think of anything. Um, do you guys think that there will be a... Like, what happens if the Snyder Cut comes out and it's amazing? Like, because we don't even know what Warner Brothers' future is. Like, what they're trying to build towards what movies are coming out. Like we're gonna have two Batman well, movies coming out at the same time. Like, are you bizarre. saying? Are you saying like? So, are you saying like maybe if it's so good and it pulls a decent crowd, they just reboot the, they just roll yeah. with it. Like uh, moving forward, they don't just fully reboot. Yeah. 
That'd be interesting. Doubt it, but that'd be interesting. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Like, even if they're definitely playing this like it is, like, just here's, like, I mean, movies haven't been having different cuts for years. So I think they're just playing it like that. I don't think, like, how you said, like, there would be two Batman movies coming out at the same no, time. No, but there I are. We're going to have ju- this Justice League movie and Reeves the Batman come out. That's what I'm saying. Is that, that's what I'm saying. This, this is still Justice League. This is still a movie that already exists. They're promoting it as a different cut of the movie. They're not promoting it as like giving it Justice League colon something. It's Zack Snyder's That's Justice true. League or whatever the hell. And God, the probably just a freaking erection he has when he sees that. Ooh. It's got to be just immense. Um, <laughs> Zack Snyder. But I think I think I don't know. HBO Max is just a whole other thing too because I guess Warner Brothers. Is since they technically, I guess, have the rights to HBO or whatever. Like HBO, they're like using the name for it, but like the actual HBO is upset because they didn't say that they could call it HBO. So wait, is, Max, H- is HBO not- now and Go gonna just disappear? No. Or- I don't know how that works. Well, Go Go is different. Go is um like through your cable like if you have hbo you have mess, hbo go. Don't know how to name their shit. now is this well yeah now is the streaming service max is uh a listener of the pod and a very <laughs> good uh a very good friend i wonder how he's doing in covid right now i think he loves it i think he actually said it's the best well, time good of his for life him, good for him <laughs> all right what's going on <laughs> What you've been watching? I mean, you gotta have like forty that we haven't. Too many about. to count, my brother. Too many to count. <laughs> um, you know what though? Let me look and tell you. How about that? that that'd be great, man. That's How about kinda, that, man? Alright. That's kind of what, dude. My allergies are like is it the, freaking is it the cat? killing me right now. Yeah, but I never have any. Like, I didn't have any issues all weekend, and then now it's like. What was when I want to record a podcast? It's like you're gonna die. What now. was the like, hey? What was like, hey? What hey, um? What was the last movie we talked about that I talked about on here? Crazy stupid love list off. No, you didn't we talk didn't? about that. No, the perks of being a wallflower. Oh. Yes, I, I don't. I don't. You didn't remember. talk about it. I talked. I think I did because okay. I talked about driving Miss Daisy. Okay, yes. well, I'll just start there. So the month of May, uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower really touched or touched uh, touched my heartstrings and made me cry. Good, Can I touch good you? Movie. Uh, one of the best. You could touch me. One of the best coming-of-age movies um, I've seen, and it was just a good time. I'm happy I watched that one on Netflix. Uh, I've been watching In the Mood for Love, a rewatch, a masterpiece, Wong Kar Wai movie from 2000. <laughs> Uh, highly would recommend. It's just a great movie about um, uh, unconventional love story. Crazy Stupid Love. Watch that one. Get this. Conventional, conventional love, story. love story with a twist <sighs> that's so plain and obvious that it's so good that I didn't see it coming. It was. It was I wanted to go time. back to when you were talking um, about. You said you watched Perks of Being a Wallflower, right? I remember yeah. going to see that in theaters and like really not wanting to go see because I just assumed it would be terrible, like just a really dumb yeah. teenage romance movie or something. And it like blew me away. What a good time! Yeah, it's amazing. No, it's amazing, and 
going back to Crazy Stupid Love too. That's just one like you always rewatch because it's so good and so entertaining. Everyone it's one of my favorite rom coms for sure. Right up, right up there I, with when Harry Met Sally. I agree. Yep. Just just because everyone has such it a is, chemistry sure. in the movie too. It's so funny every time you watch uh, it. Yeah, for sure. I did watch Slumdog Millionaire. It was all right. Good story. Wait, you watched it? I, you didn't talk to me about well, dude, Slumdog. Well, dude, I've been laying in hella movies off. That was one of the worst. I know, but at least you mentioned what you're watching. No, yeah, but I watched Slumdog Millionaire. It was decent. Honestly, not as good as I thought it'd be. I. It's funny. I Danny Boyle's interesting to me because I don't. he's made some good movies. I love Steve Jobs. Uh, train spotting's good, um, but yeah, they're kind of just all right to me. I guess it's the same way I feel about him that you guys feel about, or Nate feels about Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> just where it finishes, and it's like, all right, that was fine. Hmm. But anyways, Raising Arizona. Oh, is that good? Nicholas Cage, Holly Hunter. Very bizarre movie. Um, short and it's pretty sweet. Good movie, entertaining. Um, what are the odds that I watched a Holly Hunter movie as well? Why would you freaking spoil it? Anyways, um, I then watched Your Name. Hey, but you watched a Coen Brothers movie. Did you happen to watch the one that I lent out to you? No, I'm holding on to that for a special occasion, just like the whiskey I have in my freezer. It's going to be when Hell Freeze is over, I'll watch that one. But you're never going to get back, though. So. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I watched Your Name with Nate, one of Nate's favorite movies. Very good. Uh, probably my first anime movie I've ever watched. Are you going to start watching Dragon Ball Z now? Yeah, I'm actually going to watch, uh, what is it, uh, what was the movie you saw in theaters? Uh, I don't even remember. Broly? Something about Broly coming back? Broly. Princess. Oh. Dude, I got to watch Broly soon. Cool. Oh, and I started watching Avatar too. Very good TV show. Wait, how Five far are you in that? In. How are you Very good about show. It? And I, I mean, I, I've, seen, oh, I've seen every episode this far. Like, I know what happens. Yeah. You remember but what happens. it's happened. good and it's funny. The music is really good in it. Opa's perfect. Let's move on, though. What, what are you going to say, though, Nate? No, that's just, this is that, this is the Avatar. Part. Yeah, Nate, are you rewatching it again now that it's on Netflix and you don't have to get up and put the DVDs in? No, no. Well, I'm I'm just continuing my rewatch. I'm on book three right now. Uh, I think I'm five episodes in. Uh, can't wait to watch the finale for the hundredth time. And uh, there you go. Yeah. But no, I'm really liking it. I'm super excited to finally get through it. I don't know if I ever did. I Nate, could you do you remember? Like I remember watching the show in its entirety, but I probably don't remember what you give it. I I don't think you've I don't think you've watched it in its entirety. I think you've seen yeah. a lot of the episodes though, because yeah. they would just play them on Nick all the time. Um, I think personally, as like Avatar fan, I think book one is good, but the show really doesn't pick up until the finale for sure. of one for the and then to the rest of the movie. Which I'm I'm excited that you like it now because that means that once it actually yeah. starts, it's it's just into it's it. very. I, it, you're right. It is kind of kiddish, but in the best way possible. And well, it's like yeah, because I mean, the whole like part of Aang's whole arc as well exactly. is that he never got to be a kid. So that's where most of like the super childish stuff, I guess, takes place. But there's also like, like there's some of the best dialogue that's... and stuff that 
like I'm not even talking in a cartoon. Like the stuff Iroh says is very lots of profound. Um, lots of themes in oh. this that are very lots of matzah. It was a good pizza I had the other night. Lots of what's that from? Uh, yeah, the Meyer frozen food section. Anyways, Nate, what were you gonna say? <laughs> um. Yeah, there's genocide. And I always just say now. Well, so I'm watching it with my girlfriend, and she's. I found out very, very poor judgment on her part. She is the type that skips the intro. Emily, she's like, you know what I mean. And I said, dude, the fire nation attack. What the hell are you doing? But anyways, very good music. I'm super excited to finish that. Uh, Good themes, good moral value. Um, Ang Appa. It's like, it's just, I think it's just the, especially like, of course I like it past the idea yeah. that it's a cartoon, right? But I also think it's like one of the most perfect cartoons ever because like it does such a great job of instilling certain things in children when you're watching this. Um, and it deals with some pretty, like, like very similar to uh, like themes in a Pixar movie where of course they teach the kids good lessons, but also as adults you watch it and you're able to break these down with examples in your own life or just uh, take these little nuggets of information and reincorporate yeah. it and kind of reinvigorate certain feelings. Yeah, and I just listened to a podcast, feelings, so. uh, the Team Deacons pod with Dean Dubois, and they touch on that a lot too, what, what the future of animation holds and how there doesn't need to, out the gate he talks about how it's unfair that animation is already put at the kitty table but since the projects take so yeah. long and the studio is investing so much money into these projects they can't miss financially to the extent that you can cater it yeah. more towards adults even though you can't guarantee you're gonna get their butts in the seats so they just have to play it's a it sucks Correct. that animation that put the process and the investment that a lot of times they just have to play it safe there's investment wise there's no other way to do it but pixar has done such a great job where it's like, guess what? We're going to give you some of the best animation you saw. Kids are going to want to see this regardless, but guess what? You go and take your kids, you're going to enjoy it too. Yeah, they're able to... Well, that's the thing with... And you hear it a lot from inside, like, the Pixar walls and everything like that. Um, But, like, there's there's story. Like, the way they do story, like, a lot of people is like, dude, it's just freaking rough. Like it, like they go through every freaking thing to make sure that the story's good and coherent and connects, and like they make sure that they can't squeeze anything else out of this, like kind of, I don't know, exactly. premise or something weird. like that. Um, which is why, which is why I think that, uh, you know, they of course excel is because they have this, and you can see when uh, maybe a project's rushed or they just don't really believe in it as much and that's yep. when you get like a good dinosaur or something um but that's why i mean that's why people study like uh like there's books out there books on top of books how about books or story and studying it and how you just cut out what you I say? said uh hella books <laughs> i can't yeah. hear tyler okay uh, wait, tyler, go continue ahead, on dick that's okay oh i can hear you now okay I then watched Punch Drunk Love. I'm a Paul Thomas Anderson fanboy. I don't know what it is. His movies really affect me in a weird way after I watch them where I, my, my life feels changed. And the music in this is amazing. Adam Sandler really knocks it out of the park. Bizarre script, but super entertaining. I'd highly recommend it if you haven't seen it yet. 
um, crazy theories out there about what the movie is even about. Uh, you can dab into that after you watch it. That's Punch Trunk Love, baby. You Couldn't hear you. What'd you say? Oh, do I think it's about Superman? Um, do you think it's about Superman? I don't know. It's a very compelling <laughs> argument. I would lean towards yes. Boom. There it is. Yeah. Superman. Anyways. What? I was... he... Nate, he's cutting out. I know he sounds. He sounds like he's getting ripped apart in the vortex. All right, let's pause for a second. Let's pause <laughs> every time. Is this true? Someone help me! <laughs> oh wait, talk again. Hello. Anybody hear me? Yeah. Okay. There. You're good. Okay. So now we can, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's about Superman. Can you guys hear me? There are some crazy theories. Um, I could see Paul Thomas Anderson doing that. I also found out that he is dating or has been married or dating for the longest time to Maya Rudolph. And what a what a couple right there. That's pretty insane. But anyways, good stuff. I then watched a little film called Labyrinth with David Bowie and Jennifer Connelly. Ziggy freaking so Stardust, good, dude. It's the, probably the cheesiest movie I've ever watched in my entire life. But I can just know if I was a kid in the 80s, that would be my favorite movie ever. There's some amazing characters. No, I haven't. You we you told me that you wanted to watch that with me, so we should get to that. Have you but, seen the story? Um, Ludo is amazing in it, and it's just a great time. Bro, I'd highly recommend it. It's only like an hour and 30. Just, just go do it, okay, or else I'm upset. I, uh, we, me and my girlfriend double featured that with Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars, which is just uh, um, his, his last concert with that band filmed. Very good music, obviously, as you know. And uh, production quality is not bad for it being in 1979. So that was the double feature for that weekend. I watched Jarhead because it's shot by Roger Deakins. I like Sam Mendes. Movie's decent at best. If I, that's, I think that's being generous. Um, not the best war movie I've ever seen. Jake Gyllenhaal is really good, but I just don't think. I mean, when is? I he? just don't think it accomplished what it was trying. It was yeah, more it was trying, what it, it wanted to. A little in and over its head, but um, it, I mean, it's on Netflix if you want to watch it. But Natural Born Killers, I watch next. Oliver Stone, Woody Harrelson. Um, I can get why people like this movie, but man, it's so bizarre, and I couldn't really vibe with it. I, what? I couldn't hear a word you said. Yeah, rest in peace, Tony. Don't lie about it. Why peace. is it bizarre? All right, we're gonna. We'll wait. Hold on. It's. It's not. It's. It's not your mic. It sounds more like an internet connection thing. Okay. Why is it uh, bizarre? What'd you say, though, Tyler? How long will it last? It's so. Why is it bizarre? So the movie um, was Natural Born Killers. It's a movie written by Quentin Tarantino that's not directed by Quentin Tarantino. What could go wrong? It's I don't know. It's just it's very dark, which is fine. But the way it at some of it is the way it's edited. It's in black and weird. white, right? Or no? To be honest, it's not that entertaining. I mean, it's entertaining, I guess, but 
I don't like any of the characters. The motivations, I don't really... Interesting. It's whatever. I, I would never watch it again, but I get it if you are into that type of stuff. So that's how I felt on that. I watched Detective Pikachu next. You know what? I'd love to see a sequel of that. I like that world. Uh, decent movie. Visual effects pretty good for what? It wasn't no, like super high budget. I'm gonna start either. flying through them though. Assassination of Jesse James by the Kyle Robert Ford. Very long movie. I think it's one of those movies that is is too long. Um, but the final thirty minutes, forty minutes of it is some of the best movie making I've ever seen in my life. I watched my life is yeah, it's amazing. The the climax of the movie. Really? It's Deacon's probably is one of his best. I'd say top Deacon, right? top ten work of his. Um, no. Is it better than No Country That's why I lost that year. Um, but then again, I think also in that year, There Will Be Blood came out. I could be wrong. Robert Elswit won. Which, uh, completely respectable there, because that movie's a masterpiece as well. I watched My Life is a Zucchini. And boys, let me tell you, beautiful animated film. Very dark. This is one of those like, independent animated that they could kind of... You know, take the risks. Yeah, do what they I would want. highly recommend on Netflix. I've always wanted to watch it just for the name, um, but it doesn't get much better than that as far as animation goes. I watched Persepolis. I really liked it. Um, tackles some heavy stuff. It's about Iran during its like liberation, all that good stuff, and um, very interesting animation style where it's I think it's hand drawn and uh, good stuff there. Last Dance, me and Nate watched that but in its entirety. And we could talk about this for a second. I, as a Chicago Bulls fan, um, of course I liked it. Uh, it's Michael Jordan in his heyday. It's literally the heyday of the whole organization because it's been shit since. But um, I was reading a couple articles, and I have to agree with Ken. Cards <laughs> on my end. Ken Burns in the sense that the documentary was taken hostage because – the NBA and Michael Jordan had final say what goes in the documentary. So that does ruin the integrity a little bit of the documentary filmmaking behind it. And I also didn't really like the direct, uh, the direction it took with the timeline they had in place. I get that you wanted to make it a Michael Jordan documentary, but you also wanted to cover the whole last season. And I think there is better ways to do that. Um, that being said, I had a great time watching it. That's definitely one of those documentaries or 30 for 30s as a sports fan that if it's an episode's on, I'd sit down and watch a couple scenes from it. That's how I feel about that. Nate, do you want to talk about that at all? I just enjoyed it a lot. I learned a lot. I thought it was entertaining. Uh, In terms of, like, documentary, of course, yeah, it's like if Michael Jordan has final say, you know, you're not going to get the whole story. But in terms of just an entertaining product, uh, I thought it was great. It, It was... They did the smart thing of kind of releasing it while yeah. everything like this is going on and pushing up the release date because it gave that kind of quote unquote water cooler talk and set it yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, watching course, the but, same thing live. Uh, thing. Exactly, exactly. Like that cultural kind of thing where you get like they're getting all these people watching it live. Exactly. And they're super smart for that, and I'm um, sure their um, their you know their viewership and stuff can reflect that. Especially since there's exactly. literally no sports going on. Yeah, and I have to admit, they... UFC, baby, and... live sports. No, anyways, but they, well, during the last dance, too, they... 
release the next coming documentaries coming out. And I think Lance, the Lance Armstrong one premiered <laughs> last night, the first part. Thank you. Thank I'm you. super excited for the uh, the race to 60 or I forget Boys of Summer. I forget what they're calling it. But it's about the Mark uh, McGuire, Sammy Sosa home run race after the lockout season. Or after the little, uh, I don't know what you even call it. I'm drawing a blank, but when there's the labor, did... I think Tiger they didn't they put a Tiger ones out one uh, last night. Yeah, there's something on the Golf Channel. I think. Really... Anyways, Last Dance pretty good. <laughs> I'd watch it again, but uh, looking at it from a purist standpoint, as far as that, it could get a little uh, murky. But I watched Blazing Saddles and great comedy. I've just determined I've only seen two of his movies, Mel Brooks. I just don't like the way he ends his movies. Where it's, it's I, I understand why he does it, like the self-actualization, like you understand what you are type of thing with like Spaceballs and, and with this one now. But um, when they go, have you guys seen this one? Okay. Yeah, why? No. At the end, there is like a it just takes you out to this perfect world he just built for the comedy. And I guess I can understand why a lot of people would like that. But for me, it just didn't land right. So that's kind of what brought it down for me. But Gene Wilder's amazing in this one. And the lead actor, I can't remember his name. He's True. so good in True. every movie he's in. He's got some of the best on-screen like, comedy of all his time. His character's just, great his in presence this, too. Is so funny. Like, he can shoot so fast. Like, you don't even see his hands move type of thing. It's, it's a good time. So I'd highly recommend it, though. It's just the ending was it for me, and that that's not going to ruin the whole movie for me. But um, I watched, I don't how is this pronounced? The short film, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson for Anima, right? Anima? I always want to say, not Anima. But anyways. Anima? Very good. I didn't realize him and uh, Tom York have collaborated so much in their careers, but um, very creative yeah, exactly. Tom, Very creative, you know? good music, obviously, and cinematography is amazing in it. And the interpretive dance is quite beautiful. So I'd highly recommend that. It's on Netflix. It's like ten minutes long. Can't go wrong. Quick little watch. But um, watch that one. And two other things: I watched Crazy Rich Asians and I rewatched School of Rock. Crazy Rich Asians. Very good. Very good rom com. Um, I guess there may be a sequel coming out or like a sequel book. There's already the sequel book, so I'm guessing the movie yeah. will be Yeah, and I, I really enjoyed it. I wish, I guess, some more, you know, finality with the mom and everything, but I guess if there's more movies coming out, I can't really fault it. But I had a good time watching this. It's a very interesting concept, and um, yeah, it was, it was good. I watched it on HBO, if anyone wants to watch that. And I watched School of Rock on HBO. Uh, perfect comedy almost in every sense, and Jack Black was born to play that role. It's really cool that they got kids that are that passionate about music, and you could just tell that everyone was loving what they're doing when they're working on that movie. So, highly recommend, guys. Uh, everyone's seen it here, though, so I don't know why I said that. Recommend it for the, our pod listeners. That's all I've watched. Um, finished The Good Place. I think I talked about that last episode. I am watching Better Call Saul and Rami right now. Damn it. This freaking motorcycle, dude. I'm gonna fight him. <laughs> <laughs> like, you think why he doesn't have to be a motorcycle? Or what? What? What'd you say, Tyler? 
I said, do you think you hit 100 right outside your window or what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't understand why people like this stuff being so yeah, loud. Yeah, my ears. Anyways, uh, Better Call Saul, the first season and a half I've watched, is probably better than the first season and a half, and a half of Breaking Bad. I know you, there's, you can compare because they are connected, but great television show. I'd highly recommend it. Highly, if you watch Breaking Bad. But yeah, that's where I'm at, boys. At we talked to Avatar, so I'm kind of juggling three shows right now. But it's a good time all around. Who's with me? Yeah, Wait, you Rami, got three Better shows. Call Saul and uh, and oh. the Avatar: The Last Airbender. The what have you guys watched? Freaking clown shoes. Tyler. Um, let's take a look here. Can you can you hurry? I just recently started. Yeah, okay. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. I just recently started uh, watching Breaking Bad. That's a good you guys are me to watch it That's for right I uh, I'm two seasons in. Just watched the season finale for season two last night. Um, season two is definitely a lot slower than the first season. You know, they've got to build up to the characters going all crazy. I let, we can spoil it now since all three of us have seen it. It's an old show, so let's get into it. Um, I like that I saw Jesse come back. So I think we did watch episode one of season three. So Jesse comes back, and he's like, I'm, I'm a bad guy. So I'm really curious to see if he's just going to start blowing people away or what's about to go down. This shit's getting wild. It's a good show. And I know, I think I told you this yesterday, Tyler, but um, it is. Just keep yeah, watching. You don't even know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Baby back bitch. And if you disrespect me again on <laughs> Anchor, I'm probably going to just have to fight you. I um, I also really liked how Walt lets the girl die and she chokes on her vomit. What a cool scene that was, huh? That was I very sad. I that when Walt yeah. uh, just turns into a batshit motherfucker. Well, then his wife, so Skylar just uh, asked to get a divorce, too. I was waiting for that dumb bitch to Dude. get off the show. She's so annoying. It's like, why can't we just let Walt cook meth and kill people? Come on, be nice to him. I mean, why do people hate Skylar? She's doing nothing wrong. Nah, she, it's, she's she fine, and so is uh, the... There's so much more they could cover with Skylar, but... Yeah. I can't wait to see where the show goes, man. Clearly, Walt's just going to go down this crazy path of becoming a drug dealer, making a ton of money. Uh, Skylar just revealed to him that she, or he, he just kind of confessed that he was a meth cooker. And she's like, I won't tell Hank. So I'm like, oh, God, what's going to happen, dude? It's this a good time, so man. Good. Are you going to watch any more today? Uh, yeah, I'll probably watch a couple of yeah, my, my girlfriend. Yeah, we're watching it together. We made it through Is pretty quick, two it? seasons already, so. Cool. Oh, yeah, she likes yeah, it a lot, too. Yeah, just vibe with it a little harder, and you'll get to some great vibes, man. <laughs> yeah, let's see what else I've been, uh, what movies I've been watching lately. What was the last uh, thing I talked about? I think you talked about... Hunger. I must have talked about Hunger. No, you did because we because we talked about Watchmen, didn't we? That was the last, last episode. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not yep, that long yep. ago, but it seems like an infinite amount of time. It was quite a while ago. It's been Still, almost a month. That's, that's nothing but COVID's like multiplying it. 
<laughs> um, so I watched after I watched Hunger, I watched Steve McQueen's Shame, uh, which I've actually seen before. So this is the second time watch. Shame is outstanding. If you've never seen it, I think it just says a lot about society and what people are uh, going through with sex addiction and stuff. It's pretty pretty intense movie. Wouldn't recommend it for they the faint of heart. Have you guys seen it? Yeah, I watched yeah. it at the Born Casa. Oh yeah, you 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 get to see some Fassbender Dong too. It's it's something, man. It's what a movie. Honestly, it's it's like it's very good. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, there, there I was trying go. to like figure out because I don't want to be hyperbolic, but it's like a very good movie. And like watching it, like it's it's you know, so of course we, the well, acting is like, great. It's just a tough subject matter. Well, yeah, exactly because. Um, of course, everyone loves to sell sex, you know, and you think like, you know, sex is this fantastic thing and, you know, everyone's jealous of everyone else because of sex and everything like that. But you're watching this movie and you just feel freaking gross the whole time. Yeah, it's even just, there's uh, some pretty graphic few. sex scenes and they aren't, they're not like, it's not like they're brutal or hard to watch, but just because of the context, it makes yeah. you feel bad. Yep. And that's how. That's just why it's such such and good. Fastbender is incredible in it. Yeah, shame he wasn't nominated for that movie at all for anything. You could say it was uh, a shame. <laughs> that was that was funny, Nate. Um, after that, thanks, but I really tried hard here with my other yeah, just killing me slowly. After that, I finally watched uh, the Intouchables, which is this French movie. Yeah that my uh, our good pal Luca let me borrow about six months ago. Finally got around to watching that. Fantastic film. Way better than the American ver- uh, American remake, which I did see in theaters. Called the Jet Side. Yeah, with uh... yeah, Brian no, no, Cranston no, and Kevin life. Hart's in it. It's just not, it's not a great movie. <laughs> okay. It's a like the American one's just fine. It's decent, but the French one is incredible. The guy who plays the uh, the uh, kind of guy down on his luck who gets the job to be this like uh, keeper for this old wealthy paralyzed guy. He's one of the most likable characters yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. He's just electric, and it was so much fun to watch. Um, good movie. Good. Highly recommend it. Great intro. Yes. Um, I watched yes. Do the Right Thing. For the first time ever, it catapulted into one of my favorite movies of all time. I thought it was amazing. There were so many scenes that just blew me away. I liked, normally I don't like movies where some of the dialogue gets a little Shakespearean and like soliloquy, monologue heavy kind of stuff. But in this movie, I loved it. I loved everything that everybody had to say. I loved what the movie was saying. For a movie called Do the Right Thing, I was just waiting the whole time for somebody to do the right thing, and nobody ever did. Uh, it's on my list. I still need to watch that. Like I said, Spike Lee, I have grown a, a pretty huge respect for over the past couple of years, because I remember watching He Got Game back when I was like in middle school, and I absolutely, that was probably my favorite movie back then. Um, and now looking back on how, you know, him being an auteur and all, it's just, it's good stuff, and I watched um, She's Gotta Have It recently, and obviously Black Klansman was amazing, so I just got to make my way through his filmography. Would you agree? Um, yeah, I want to watch more of his stuff, too. Do the Right Thing is definitely my favorite movie of his that I've seen now. Um, it's really awesome seeing him act in the movie as well and seeing how young he was and knowing that he made 
such an amazing movie when he was that young. For sure. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Um, after that, I watched Last of the Mohicans on Mother's Day. It's my mom's favorite movie ever. Michael Mann directed, Daniel Day-Lewis starring. Totally okay movie. It's it. There's some really good cinematography. The music's good. The acting is mediocre. Yeah, mediocre from Daniel Day-Lewis. He doesn't sell me at all. There's some romance in the movie that's just totally generic. The plot is just kind of generic. It's Honestly, it's kind of confusing. It's just okay. Did you cry? No, my mom had. Does my she mom cry every, time, every time she watches it? Every yeah, single time. I respect it. <laughs> then I uh, checked out uh, Logan Lucky, yeah. a movie I'd never seen before, 2017, Steven Soderbergh. I'd heard a lot about it. Um, Daniel Craig, Adam Driver, Channing Tatum. They're all great. I thought the movie was a, it was super well directed. I loved um, the cinematography. I thought Daniel Craig was hilarious. I thought Adam Driver was hilarious. I almost cried in one scene. It was just a really, really fun movie. I couldn't believe I, I missed out on that one. And I'd recommend yeah, it to anybody. Fun. Just an easy watch. I'd put it up there with like, you know, like a Ford versus Ferrari movie kind of where you just kind of sit back, watch it with mom and pa. And they'll enjoy it too. It was just a good time. Put on that red hat, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. <laughs> That's a yikes uh, for me, Howie. <laughs> and then uh the last or the most recent movie I watched is I checked out The Sword of Doom, which is another movie that a uh friend of ours, Jake, shout out Blasphemous Cinema Podcast, shout, shout out, out. listen to that, shout out. Um, he let he he let me borrow Sword of Doom like a year ago, so I finally got around to watching that as well. Um, Criterion Collection film A um, came out in 1966 samurai movie about a samurai who just starts murdering people. But I and gotta tell you, a really good movie. A lot of long one take action scenes that were awesome. Um, some of the framing is really, really cool. Like, I, I, it was just such a, I didn't expect it to be as good technically as it was for a movie yet, or just, yeah. for, I don't know, that kind of movie. It was amazing. Highly recommend watching it. Only thing, one of the weirdest endings I've ever experienced, it ends in the middle of like the rising action before the climax. The movie just has a freeze frame <laughs> and that one does. I wanted to kill myself. I love freeze frames, man. Yeah, it really upset me. And that's everything. That's everything I watched recently. Like I said, I'm probably not going to be watching a ton of movies lately because I'm really into Breaking Bad. I'll keep you guys updated on how that's going because that show's incredible. I can't believe it took me so long. I may have to fight you. Hell yeah, brother. Because you you hated the show like five weeks ago, brother. And I'm really tired. Here's what I'm most tired about. I'm most tired about people coming up to me and saying stuff like, I'm like, yeah, I'm finally watching Breaking Bad. And they're like, yeah, it's better than Game of Thrones, isn't it? I'm like, yeah, Game of Thrones sucks, guys. Like, don't. It's a terrible show. Just stop bringing it up. Game of Thrones, man. Like, we're what one year out. Every year. I did say I something. To, I did say something to our good pal Luca yesterday. Wins and Winner is my most anticipated piece of entertainment in history. Man, I can't I'm wait for that some bitch to come sad, out. So. <laughs> Thanks. You better hope you enjoy it. Get that COVID action going. Wait, how'd you like how'd you like the Game of Thrones joke in Logan Lucky? I was hilarious, man. I could not believe that that was in in like as they just nailed the entire fan base and how we all feel right now. It's um 
all these prisoners are stuck oh, yeah, or they're yeah, kind of yeah. doing a yeah, hold yeah. up kind of thing. And uh, they, their list of demands is to get Dance with Dragons in the their library because they didn't have it yet. And and they wanted Winds of Winter too, but Winds of Winter still hadn't come out. And they didn't believe the warden. was like telling them, like, yeah, it's not out yet. They're like, come on. Oh, yeah. We've been waiting so long. Yeah, it's like they like straight. You know what? That's a good movie. Yeah. It's not out. It's a good movie. It makes me feel like Steven Soderbergh's a fan of Blade Runner. Ra- good old Railroad. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey. All right. Really so, did I Steven talk Soderberg, about? Uh, they're making a High Flying Bird too, correct? I heard. I, I don't know. Are they? Do a quick Google search. I didn't for see me. anything about it. Yes, okay. but it's on the ground. I mean, aren't you on a computer? <laughs> Did I talk about uh, yeah. Les Mis on the last one? Uh, I don't know. You can just skip it, though, because the movie sucks. Damn. <laughs> I actually liked it. <laughs> but it is, it's not. Like, it's just... It's too... Something deep. about... I, I remember something about, Yeah, like, something about adapting... Uh, musical to screen sometimes it's like it's very similar i think with adapting like a beloved book where it's like man you're just not gonna nail what like how it is watching people sing live but i like a lot of the songs in it and uh i thought yeah, nothing, it sucks too. though because the the music climax for me in the beginning the very beginning of the movie what do you agree that's the best song look the down oh. uh I, did I talk about Monsters, I can't Inc.? I remember. I, the thing that sucks is I know you talked about it to me. No. No, you well, Guess know. what? Monster, Monsters, Inc. still slaps it's, to this day. It's the best Pixar. It's up there, dude. Like, Billy Crystal as Mike Wazowski. Mike Wazowski is the best Pixar character, dude. I don't even think it's close. Like, I freaking love that character so much. And there's, like, some actual laugh-out loud. Like, because I haven't seen it in a while, but there's, like, actual laugh-out loud moments in this movie that are super clever and of course Pixar nails it. He's going to, that guy's going on. 65, I can feel it. <laughs> um, they do a great job of just nailing the world that they create, you know, they they, they are great world builders and them like just the premise of Monsters Inc. is just brilliant in yeah. itself and I'm kind of jealous, right. you know. Um, and then what I watched think, uh, yeah, Your Name movie. With My Brother. Um I mean, I've already seen it, and uh, it's one of my favorite movies. Uh, it is very anime in a lot of aspects, but it's also yeah. insanely beautiful, uh, and uh, the just the story and everything, like the twists and turns that it gives you, is pretty. I remember watching it for the first that time. That TikTok like, though, what the heck, dude? It's perfect. No, it's so good. Like that's. I mean, of course, it's that's, hyperbolic. That's what makes it anime. I don't know. Like it, that's like. I, well, no, no, like it's like one of those things which is so interesting. I want to like do research and figure out why, like in all the kind of Japanese media, they do like that gasp thing all the time. And I guess it's just a way to kind of showcase what emotion they're feeling inside their head, physically, instead gasp. of just trying to. But yeah, but oh well. I I don't like what as soon as you watch. Come up an, an anime or you watch something like it yeah like it just becomes yep this for is sure. part of the medium that i'm watching um very good uh now yeah now no you're for sure i definitely need to watch more avatar see, I I mean, seen seen movies? 
but I wow. I probably need to watch Princess Mononoke, baby. Yeah. Like the movie? No. Yeah, no. I don't see that. About the last Airbound. Dude, it's definitely worth watching. I'm waiting for the second one. It's a good movie. It's announced like the release date. Oh, I'm oh I thought you were talking about the last Airbender. Movie. Oh no, I've seen the movie, the Avatar: Last Airbender movie. It's I remember as a kid too being upset about what Ang. They literally say his name in the opening credits, and that just like, shows how much it? M Night Shyamalan just after that movie. Yeah, like you, I, so you you never seen he an just episode is what you're telling me. You literally just saw like their. Yeah, they he saw their plot book. It was like, yeah, I can make this into a movie. Stupid. The fact that Jesse McCartney was up for that, you know what? Bad, not bad casting with Seth Patel. At the time, yeah, because I'm sure I mean, he wasn't that great of an actor at yeah. that point. He into it. No, like he was so good. It's just that's not. <laughs> what, who's who would you have made, if you had to recast that movie? Who are you casting for the t- the big four? Tom Holland, Whoa, I th- shave his head. No, I, I think I think that you would need to do like, uh, and that's why I'm kind of interested in this because uh, Netflix is doing live action Avatar um, with the original creators on as executive producers, which is great. But I think they just need to do kind of like another Stranger Things search, you know? Oh, Finn Wolfhard's kids Aang. that are good actors because <laughs> Billy Bobby Brown. No, like <laughs> I. I I'd love for them to, like, actually, you know, of co- like, Aang's freaking 12 years old. The oldest one's Zuko, and he's 16. Like, these are freaking kids. And, of course, it's, you know, it was because they knew that children were going to be watching the show, so they wanted to give them characters they can relate to. But I'm interested to see if they do age like up these characters because of uh, kind of dark... St- well, no. But like, I you know, in their 20s. But just because, like, they do get into some pretty dark situations but at the same time stranger things they do as well so True. does it really matter True. and the bending Wait, better the bending can we talk about white awesome or else i'll be pissed or percy jackson like oh yeah like it's gonna suck yeah they're we don't getting need to talk about it. I, I truly believe that they need to do animation for it they needed to and now i'm worried again because they better find the best freaking 12-year-old actor ever if they're actually going to do the actual Percy Jackson story. That's why I, I, I prefer animation because then you can get these, you know, giant mythical events, but technically it would be similar, you know, because it's... You, you don't have to spend a lot of money on visual effects and all that stuff. And a lot of animated stuff already has children as, main char- as like, the main character. So I think that would help with watching something like, especially for technically, like, new audiences, let's say, like, watching this story, and it's like, oh, I just got to listen to this freaking 12-year-old for five seasons. Like, it's like, and of course, he gets older each year, but at the same time, the only one that I think truly nailed it is Harry Potter, because, you know, and of course, Percy Jackson is compared to that, but I, 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 I hope for the best, but I'm also skeptical. I truly think that and especially because, you know, Disney's known for freaking animation and they seem to have a lack of original animated content on Disney Plus besides um, yeah. like the Pixar shorts that they post. It's like, I, I, I think they really missed an opportunity for something great here as I agree. A hand, 
hand drawn or at least you know computer assisted uh percy jackson show where i think like literally there's that's what's, what's so great about animation is there's no limits like you can just literally draw like animate the scene from i agree like these massive battles and mythical creatures that they have but now they're gonna have to either do some poor well, looking makeup or and, terrible yeah, they CG, talk about that and that's what we're getting in deacon's team to episode two guys where it's just like it's one of those things where in animation you can go places where live action can't, but you have to make sure it's motivated in the sense you're not just going somewhere to go somewhere. It needs to be just a story, and I agree that exactly the, like yep. a series like Percy Jackson could be improved by animation, um, but they'll find a way to fuck it up again. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Well, I guess Rick. Riordan is involved in this one, but also, like, yeah, he is, because it's like, he, yeah, of course he joins in when people are kind of upset about the original movies and all this stuff, and they're clamoring for a live action, and I'm sure, yeah, he wants, he wants to, of course, spread his story to as many people as he can, but also, I guarantee he didn't have a problem cashing the yeah, cash money from then. whatever freaking whatever studio put out Percy Jackson, you know, but um, I mean, I, I truly love the books. Uh, I know they're not, you know, hardcore literature or anything like that. But those those are the books that, like, as I was in high school or late middle school, um, you know, you just, I freaking just breeze through them. Like, that never happens nowadays where, you know, you're so kind of attached to a world and characters. You want to see where they go. And, yeah, Tyler, Game of Thrones, I'll get around to it. But. Percy Jackson was that stuff for me back in the day. And I really like mythology in general. Uh, so. I also love those books and read the shit out of them. Never finished the second series, yeah. though, but first series was really good. Yeah, I I started the like the Lost Hero or whatever, like the first book, like uh, after. And yeah, it wasn't really doing anything for me. I did, I did like, and that's kind of what, like I like the ideas of spinoffs, but uh, like the characters that, you know and love from the previous ones are like older now, but they're like side characters. Well, Percy Jackson's a main character in the this, second book. Yeah, I know, which is cool, but like it's it's it 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 was just awesome in the like, and of course, like as a kid, um, when you're kind of imagining the stuff, it's like larger than life. But the fact that it's like you're reading the spinoff book and they talk about Percy Jackson, like it's like a legend, uh, and you kind of you feel that too because you literally read five books about this freaking kid saving the yeah, world. It was so cool. And then we saw that awesome movie came out and just ruined the whole series and the fun that it had. They, and now I think this new series is going to the same some, fucking thing. They, they, they did one. There's literally only one positive about what is the, the live action movie. And I like, I like what they did. Like Medusa, like Uma Thurman as Medusa, whatever, like that whole Medusa scene is whatever. Right. But yeah, the fact yeah. that they were very clever with the solving of the problem, because yeah. I think in the books they, of course, just grab like, a, like the well, yeah, like the back of something reflective to see. But like the fact that they pull out their cell phone and they're able to like use the camera, like I, I was like, that's freaking cool. Like, because that what was cool about Percy Jackson is you get all this mythology in modern times. Um, so I really like that. I hope they embrace it. I hope they kind of do cast like younger because a main plot point is that uh once he turns 16 it's like 
there's like this prophecy about the whole world being doomed, and I guess they could up it to eight. That's what I've always thought they could do is just start at 13 and go to 18 instead of being 12 and 16, or even start at like 15 and go to 20 or something. You know what I mean? They can they could do it. There's a bunch of yeah, yeah, like. Yeah, like if when you turn twenty one, it's like then everything will like yeah something like that. But the fact that the first movie didn't even incorporate the biggest plot point of the entire series was very very interesting choice. They just um, ruined it. They but just they just hey, literally dropped the ball hard. Um, and then I watched Finding Nemo for the first time in God ten years. Still bangs. It's freaking great, man. The music's fantastic in it as well. Like that's like top three Pixar scores. It's so good. Um, so many, like just so well done too in terms of dialogue. Uh, and once again, just a just proves how talented Pixar is at kind of building this world of something and uh, using this, you know, creative and interesting um, environment to tell very human stories. Very Pixar. Very, very Pixar. Um, the best scene in the movie though is still when and it you know it gets you in the feels when it's like uh, that whole thing when Marlin starts telling the story to the turtle and then the turtle spreads it and then it gets all the way back to Nemo and Nemo's listening to uh, the pelican kind of tell about like the whole story of the legend of Marlin coming to save his son I think that's like such a great scene um but yeah, Finding Nemo smacks. Looks really good as well. Still, uh, I think this was like because Monsters Inc. shows its age in soup in some spots, um, and I mean, of course, all these older CG movies do. But Finding Nemo looks great, and of course, the humans aren't quite there yet. But uh, like all the water, oh, you're right, looks incredible, and it's very beautiful. Um, uh, and then I watched The Incredibles as well, which is one of my favorite movies ever. Uh, you know, some days. Some some days it is my favorite movie ever. You know, it's one of those things that is so ingrained nostalgia wise into me. But then, uh, and we talk about this on the on Two's podcast, of course, because we're going through um, the Pixar movies. But the fact that as a kid you watch The Incredibles and it's this entertaining superhero romp, right? And then you can revisit it at like sixteen, eighteen as you get older, and you get something completely different out of the movie. Of course, you still have this fun. Uh, like these cool action sequences and stuff, but um, how Pixar kind of takes um, the extraordinary and makes it ordinary. It's special. um, Awesome. And like the family dynamic and everything is still unmatched. This is the best Fantastic Four movie we'll ever get. But Marvel, Um, dude! And I mean, and uh, I think uh, Syndrome is possibly the best Pixar villain. Um, I think his story's great. I love how everything plays out, and uh, it's just impressive. And Nick, you can maybe talk to this a little bit because uh, you're the one that told me. But um, you go through kind of Pixar's filmography in their Wikipedia or whatever. You see, like yeah, two yeah. or three directors on each movie. You got four people story and all this stuff, and then you see like Incredibles and Brad Bird literally. Yeah, yeah. Because like one normally animated across, movies, like, especially the process that and goes it's... into making one is so unconventional from a live action movie. It's very rare to see one person direct an animated movie solo, uh, let alone write and direct it. And there's like a very select few of them, but Brad Bird was kind of the first one that was really grabbed the bull by the horns and made a masterpiece while doing that same feat. And yeah, he did a really good job. 
in the same. Andy did made a masterpiece exactly. before that, and then he made another masterpiece after The Incredibles. So, uh, just impressive. Why do you say that? I'm sure he's kind of a jerk in real life, to be honest. But because uh, I, I watched uh, on the in uh, the Iron Giant Signature Edition or whatever that came out, there's like a documentary about him, and of course it goes into like the Iron Giant, but. He has very strong beliefs and very strong views, yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you get in his way, he's going to be very upset. Because um, like he was kind of guy. He was like fight. He was he was fired from Disney and all this stuff, and then it's like, uh, and I think that's what truly jaded him. But it, it's a very interesting watch. At, at like, it's a good double feature to watch the Iron Giant and then watch that because he talks about how, you know, he at a young age he had an internship at Disney and then it was his dream job to work there and he gets there and it's nothing like he wanted uh the re- like the, the time of the um you know the Disney classics was over and they're trying to really push uh like the uh, the new executive is very headstrong in what they want um and then he stood up to him and then he got fired uh and then he went on to work for i think Fox is what put out Iron Giant Fox animation and of course that doesn't exist uh anymore because almost all their movies flop um but I mean, I only wa- I only know the Iron Giant, and now I don't feel so bad because it's got this giant kind of following. Um, but he talks about how uh, he went to the theater to see it, um, and like all you know how you go to the movies and they have all those movie posters. Like here's what's playing in our uh, theater, and like the the poster for the Iron Giant. They didn't even put up the poster. It was like a piece of paper <laughs> uh-huh. taped, and it just said Iron Giant. That's a mad disrespect and, to the best animated like, oh, movie ever made. And then, like, he was talking about how he was walking through, like, the theater. And then it's, like, they said that there would be a stand here promoting the movie and all this stuff. And just nothing was there. And then he yeah, sits he... down in the theater and there's, like, two other people with him. Um, it's, a, it's honestly pretty sad, like, because all the animators, like, they all share their stories of going to see to the theater. And there's, like, no one there. And after, after they get these high test screening scores and, like, actual filmmaking legends are hyping this up. They like someone, some like a reporter got an unfinished cut of the movie, right? And he watched it, and at the end, he was like, even though like this was uncut, I mean, uh, unfinished, like there's still like those animatics and stuff. He's like, yeah, it's like the best so animated movie it's better than seen. Incredible, and then right? people are like, no, um, I think it's vi- I think it's very good. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it's it's kind of a crazy look into. Yeah, the animation world. Um, but, and then that's why, uh, you know, Brad Bird's The Go like and We movie. Forget, Tomorrowland even existed. Yeah, sometimes I don't think it's a it's a bad thing to just give up on, on a movie. You know what I mean? Just never see it, totally forget <laughs> it exists. Sometimes you have to just to make you feel better. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, we all do that with some people, for sure. Nick, what what would be one that you say you, okay. you forget? Like, and part of maybe like Deacon filmography or just someone's filmography oh, that you just question. totally forget they made. God, what? Yeah, what is it? Oh, I mean, thinking of like a Christopher Nolan. I don't think The Dark Knight Rises. I forget that. I don't. I forget The Dark Knight Rises kind of exists not because of it's, it's a bad movie, but because of what it could have been if Heath Ledger was still alive. And I think it's by far his worst movie. Who's with? Yeah, a testament to his filmography. Which is still, which is still. But 
Yeah. I, I'd have to think about that longer. Maybe I'll I'll have a better answer next pod episode. Okay. Okay. All right. Anything else you guys want to talk about? How do you guys feel about Disney this, blurring out this cleavage pod? and adding hair to cover a butt I and think stuff like that? I think I think I think it's stupid first of all but I also think that a lot of people are like jumping on the Disney Plus hate bandwagon which you know I understand Disney's kind of getting scary but at the same time Disney knows what the streaming service is it's for freaking you know Disney, people that love Disney movies and then they a streaming service where they can literally just hit play on something Disney and these kids will freaking be entertained. They have this whole library of all these Disney movies. Um, and I think they they always came out. They were very upfront by saying, you know, Disney Plus is going to be a home for, you know, family entertainment for the most part. But, I mean, Simpsons kind of blurs that line. But the thing is, like, with cleavage, though, like, especially in the shot that they had, it's nothing. Like, kids see that every day. I think it's just there's a lot of weird cuts used on Disney Plus as well. So that could just be the only cut that I don't know. Because like they used George Lucas's recut of A New Hope. But this was the recut that was like in the 2000s or something that came out. So it's like they have a bunch of weird stuff. And they even kind of messed up with the whole I know people are upset with. Uh, the Simpsons when it first launched because of the aspect ratio and yeah. it was cutting off some things on the screen because it wasn't, you know, cause look at, look at something like avatar that, I mean, that's how it was animated is in that, you know, four by three sort of box, you know, it's not as low how quality. Can they get that stuff that, wrong? But, I don't know. Um, that's an interesting question. It, it, well, it was the same. The thing is, is that it, I guarantee, because on the FX streaming service or whatever that Simpsons was on before, they ran into a similar issue, and then they fixed it. So I wonder if Disney got, when with all this stuff, I don't know what happened, but now they just announced that it's, like, all the original aspect ratios there. That so was nice of them. Watch it. Um, yeah. I suppose. I, I like Disney Plus just because it literally has every Pixar movie. Uh, and Pixar movies are still $30 pop, so. They know that they're It product. is, but at yeah, the same time, know. it isn't because they keep selling. So why wouldn't you? Yeah, why I mean, wouldn't just you just keep it? Just bump them down to $20 um, for a sale one time so I can get one. There was, there was the Cars Don't Blu-ray on sale like for it's 7 bucks, me. but it's Cars, so. <laughs> yeah, but it's Cars. That was disrespectful, Nick. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. We'll be back uh, with another podcast soon. I don't want to say uh, next week. But it week, could be. But, that's the thing. Um, it could be. Next time we'll I'll be coming some, at you from our I'll living room some... that we in the oh, house yeah. we all live in. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, but uh, I'll be watching Cars, cars for on twos, so that will be an interesting. It's just mediocre. I like it too. But I also, yeah, I also don't think it's that great. Uh, and Luke and I kind of get in an argument because we talk about how great, like, you know, Pixar's run was. And he includes this as part really? of it. And I agree. Yeah. Yeah, because right after Cars yeah. comes Wally I mean, if you, if, Up. 
So it's like it kind of is is Cars really the end of the run after so many good movies? Exactly. Exactly. And I mean Cars Cars became so huge that I mean there's freaking spin-offs made from other studios. Wait, that was a crazy studio? thing. Um Trains and What the That did planes? Yeah, it wasn't Pixar. Yikes. It was Disney Animation. Um but yeah, so We'll be back next week talking about some more movies. Hopefully, we'll get some news on when we can expect yeah. to be able to go sit down and then again uh, to watch Tenet. Um, but until then, when I we mean, sit in uh, our own little cubicles in the movie theater and like glass I'll walls around us, I'll do it. Yeah, what if you sit down? Do you have to wear glasses? <laughs> and then my glasses, my glasses just fog up the entire movie. Would be a great experience. Uh, but yeah, this has been the Talent Brothers Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thanks for your support. Uh, if you guys have any last words before uh, we are disconnected. Uh, say, Mom and Dad, I love you. Uh, speak now. Tenant, baby, let's go. Yeah.